0: All right. Happy New Year! Did you know that today is New Year's Day? And I have my hat. I have to stoop down so the camera can see it. <laughs> Happy New Year. This is the beginning of Advent, and did you know that Advent is the beginning of the Christian year? So today is our Happy New Year's Day, so we should celebrate, right? Here, wear the hat, Trevor. (laughs) Uh, We should party. We had uh, all kinds of party favors at the 9 o'clock service outside. The kids loved tooting the horns, I'll tell you that. So today we're starting a new series for Advent called the Christian New Year. We're going to go along with the daily readings for our Advent study this year, which you can either subscribe to for free by email, or you can read it online at seedbed.com. Or you can tune in every morning at 9 o'clock Pacific Time uh, for uh, our daily devotions, and I'll read the devotion every day uh, from uh, here on Facebook on on a live stream. You can also buy the book and uh, have the whole series uh, in hand if you prefer to hold a physical book. You can do that by going to seedbed.com and placing that order. Uh, We were going to order some from the office. I don't know if we ever got that done. Um, Uh... And I don't know how to ask, so (laughs) Uh, call Julie uh, before you order it. She may have a copy or two uh, in the church office if you'd like to get one. And then starting tomorrow evening and each Monday during Advent, we're going to meet on Zoom for a video and discussion of the readings. And uh, you can get those Zoom credentials also from the church office just to call Julie and she'll send those out to you. Uh, That's uh, tomorrow night at 7 o'clock on Zoom. We're going to be going uh, through Advent with our eyes focused on four different themes. Today is the theme of awakening, if you haven't figured that out already. Next week, it's anticipation. On the third Sunday, it'll be priority and repentance. And then on the fourth Sunday of Advent, the Sunday right before Christmas, our focus will be on faith. So I hope you'll join us for each of, uh, let's see, she ordered copies, but they have not been delivered yet. So hopefully they'll be coming in real soon. All right, what time is it? We use several instruments to measure time, don't we? We have clocks, we have watches. They keep us on time for immediate appointments and events, or at least they, they remind us of them. Whether or not we stay on time is another thing. And then we have calendars, and calendars keep us in, on track for the days, weeks, and months coming up, the appointments that we have, the events that we have, the vacations and so forth that we have. Now, this has been a, a very difficult year, our calendars, at least mine, has looked very different than it has in past years. And little did we know, right, uh, back in March, that we would still be weathering a pandemic here in Advent. But here we are, the beginning of almost to December, and we're still locked down. In fact, we're locked down even more than we were just a, a couple of weeks ago. So we have clocks, we have watches, we have calendars. But um, we also have the Bible, which is our ultimate measure of time, as well as our measure for our lives and our souls. Uh, we look to the Bible for uh, reminding us of what truly is important and not just what is urgent. Paul suggests that the time has come for us to wake up. The alarm is going off, it's time to wake up. Look at Romans 13, verse 11, the first half of 11. Besides this, you know what time it is, how it is now the moment for you to wake from sleep. This has been a crazy year. I guess I should say that last year was crazy, since today marks the start of the Christian New Year, so uh, that's all behind us now. We can put it behind us, right? I wish. I wish we could do that. It's been a crazy year, and it's been an exhausting year. Every day we wake up and go about our day, and every day looks just like the day before, doesn't it? And it's exhausting, it's amazing how exhausting that is to have the same, uh, basically the same day, day after day. It's caused a lot of stress, a lot of stress, worrying about uh, getting sick, worrying about getting someone else sick, trying to keep our lives going, our jobs, our families, our responsibilities, and making sure that there's enough toilet paper to last. I mean a year ago could you even imagine that that would be a concern uh, for us here in the united states but it is again a concern toilet papers it, people are hoarding it for some reason i like the way the message uh, eugene peterson's uh, paraphrase the message renders this verse romans 13:11 he puts it this way but make sure that you don't get so absorbed and exhausted in taking care of all your day by day obligations that you lose track of the time and doze off oblivious to God. Let me read that again, I like this. But make sure that you don't, go, don't get so absorbed and exhausted in taking care of all your day by day obligations that you lose track of the time and doze off oblivious to God. In the midst of all the stress, we have slowly been lulled into a stupor. We may have even fallen asleep. Paul says it's time to wake up because he says salvation is nearer to us now than when we first became believers. In other words, it's time to get serious about Jesus because he is coming back. He is coming back. Look at the second half of verse 11. For salvation is nearer to us now than when we became believers. Advent, you know, has a two-pronged emphasis or focus uh, the first prong is, the, is, to, is to remember and to anticipate the first coming, or Advent, of Jesus. But the other prong is to anticipate the second coming, or second Advent, of Jesus. And this first Sunday in the season of Advent, we're focusing on his second coming. As we get nearer to Christmas, and uh, our focus will change toward his first coming, and anticipating what that means as the ancient folks waited and anticipated for his first coming. Now, we don't know when Jesus will return, but we do know that his return is nearer now than it was when we first believed. It's nearer now than it was yesterday. And whenever he returns, friends, we need to wake up. We need to be ready. It makes me think of the 10 bridesmaids in Jesus' parable about the wedding. Remember in Matthew 25, verses 1 through 13? Then the kingdom of heaven will be like this. Ten bridesmaids took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. When the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them. But the wise took flasks of oil with their lamps. As the bridegroom was delayed, all of them became drowsy and slept. But at midnight there was a shout, Look, he is, here is the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all those bridesmaids got up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise replied, No, there will not be enough for you and for us. You had better go to the dealers and buy some for yourselves. And while they went to buy it, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in with him into the wedding banquet. And the door was shut. Later, the other bridesmaids came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he replied, Truly I tell you, I do not know you. Keep awake, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. And because we know neither the day nor the hour, we need to be ready at all times, even in a pandemic, maybe especially in a pandemic. So how do we make sure that we have enough oil. How do we prepare for the Lord's coming, the bridegroom's coming? You already know the answer to that question, but I'm going to say it anyway, by working on your relationship with God, by spending good quality time in prayer, by reading and absorbing the Bible, by growing in your discipleship and ministry. If your relationship with God is shaky, it's time to get it together. Seek him every day, every hour of every day. Pursue the Lord and mold your life after the example of Jesus. Pay attention to the temptations and sins of your life. Work with the Lord to eliminate them. In other words, grow in your faith, your walk with Jesus. Love the Lord with everything you've got and love your neighbor as yourself. This is what Wesley called sanctification. And it's something that we really focus on here at The Fount with our life groups and our new discipleship groups uh, modeled after the Wesleyan class meetings and uh, band meetings, respectively. And I hope if you're not already in a small accountability group that you will get into one. And make that maybe a a New Year's resolution to join a life group and or a discipleship group and be a part of of a growing Uh, small group of growing Christians, a small group of growing Christians. Don't just know about it. Do it. Don't just know that you need to do it. Do it, because the time is short. And you know what? Awakening is about deciding to wake up and get on with what's important. Look at verse 12 from our reading today. The night is far gone. The day is near. Let us then lay aside the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. If we want a new great awakening in our world, it must start with us. That means we have to stop playing games and get serious about following Jesus. It means we need to repent and turn away from any evil ways that we've practiced, that we've been tolerating in ourselves. You know, we're pretty easy on ourselves in that regard. We're hard on others, but we're easy on ourselves when it comes to sins. We need to get rid of any pet sins or habits that deny the power of God in our lives. We need to stop pointing out other people's sins and start working on our own sins. That's a key to discipleship growth. Growth, Not pointing out other people's sins, but focusing on our own Like Jesus said in Luke 6, verse 41, why do you see the speck in your neighbor's eye but do not notice the log in your own eye? I'll tell you why. Because it's easier to point out the sins of others than it is to deal with our own sins. And it makes us feel good to compare ourselves favorably to other sinners, doesn't it? We think we're better than them when we point out their sins. Like the Pharisee in Luke 18, verse 11, standing by himself, The Pharisee was praying thus, God, I thank you that I'm not like other people, thieves, rogues, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. You and I, we need to be more like the tax collector. In verse 13 it says, But the tax collector, standing far off, would not even look up to heaven, but was beating his breast and saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. If you've been playing games, if you've been only playing at being a Christian, it's time to get serious about following Jesus. Luke 12:56 has Jesus saying, You hypocrites, you know how to interpret the appearance of earth and sky, but why do you not know how to interpret the present time? You know what time it is. The night is far gone, and the day is near. It's time to awaken from our stupor. It's time to awaken from our sleep. Because Jesus is coming back. We can't know when, but we know it's nearer than it was yesterday. The time for playing at being a Christian is over. It's time to get serious. It's time to show the world what a real Christian looks like. Because they know what a fake Christian looks like. The media portrays fake Christians all the time. And unfortunately, some Christians also portray fake Christianity as well. We need to show the world what a real life given over to Jesus looks like. So I want to invite you to let this Advent be a time to refocus your life on following Jesus. Again, you can tune in every morning at nine o'clock here on Facebook Live, nine o'clock Pacific time, and I'll share the daily devotion in this series, The Christian New Year, You can also subscribe to the daily email from Seedbed by going to seedbed.com and subscribing with your email address, or you can read it right there on their website. Or you can buy the book from seedbed.com or Julie when they get in uh, the church office. She might have a copy or two for you. And then join us on Monday evenings at 7 o'clock starting tomorrow night on Zoom. You can get those Zoom credentials from uh, Julie in the church office. It'll be a video of J.D. Walt, the author of the series, uh, sharing with us some of the themes and, and uh, uh, supplementing the readings, and then a discussion of the readings and the impressions uh, that we have as we read through those and listen through those devotions. The readings will start this Tuesday at one o'clock, I'm sorry, at, <laughs> at nine o'clock, December 1st is what the, where the one came in. And they'll run through Christmas Day, so we invite you to participate in that. Next Sunday, uh, the series will continue with a sermon entitled, A New Year of Anticipation. We're going to be uh, focusing on Revelation, the book of Revelation, chapter 21, verses 1 through 4. So I invite you to, uh, to, to read that passage in preparation for our time together next Sunday. Revelation 21, verses 1 through 4.